0: Hi friends, it's Sarah May. So here is an episode, an audience Q&A episode for Heather. So this one's about building healthy friendships and relationships and basically how to know if a relationship is healthy or toxic. So a little bit of what Heather asked. Um, she said she's moved to a new city. She wants to start off on the right foot and build good friendships. And uh, she said that meeting people isn't the problem. It's just learning to relax and enjoy the company and um, basically how to identify healthy people. She also mentions that it's uh, a new experience for her to meet people and socialize while not drinking. Um, And that, I know, can be totally a whole new experience that maybe is not as easy, just not as, uh, it's a lot more intimidating. So I think this is a great topic, whether or not, you are abstaining from alcohol or not. Um, And it's something that I had to think long and hard about at one point in my life as well. So I made you a list, Heather. And I think there are a couple in here that are a little bit redundant, but hopefully they are helpful. So the first one, choose people who want what's best for you. I mean, that sounds like a no-brainer, but look for people who are genuinely happy when good things happen to you and not who immediately want to show off what they've done or, or show you up basically. So like simple things, like when something good happens to you, they, they say, that's awesome. And then they are invested in what happened to you and they celebrate you. So just, it's about where their focus is in those moments. Um, if they express genuine joy. Second one on my list, live in the present not the history so if somebody has a lot of baggage and they constantly live through that baggage it's in general not a good idea to choose them as a new friend just because you want to choose people who bring out your best and if you are choosing really healthy people that um, have kind of a positive focus it'll just bring out that more in you in general Bond over what is great in your life and what you want more of that's positive. And eventually the shit will come out in your conversations regardless. Like when you get closer, you'll talk about the stuff you've been through and the worst stories and all that stuff. But it's not what you should be living through right up front. Because in general, those who live through their scars are just still present in them. And I say that with no hate toward those people because I was that way for, I would say, most of my adult life. I was very much the war stories, scars type of person that, like, that was my identity. It's not healthy or helpful to be in that identity. It also won't bring out more of what you want if you are friends with people like that. Number three, accountability is king. So choose people who show up and who don't flake. And if they flake, just make that in your mind like a point deducted from them. And if they do it again, I would say start to distance yourself. And I know that's a toughie because there are a lot of people who are gems, who are amazing human beings and are amazing, uh, incredible individuals. But it's difficult to be friends with people who are flaky because it means you can't trust them to be there for you when you need them most. And that, I would say, is one of the most important things for a friend to be, is accountable. So that said, if you do meet somebody that you think is amazing and you are just so fascinated and inspired by them, it's okay to, to keep them as a friend as long as you are aware of that factor about them and you keep that front and center in your mind. So I would say you can make exceptions as long as you completely accept where they stand and where they will stand and you do not allow your expectations to get the better of you and expect more from them than what you know they are capable of. Number four, interested. People who are interested in life, people who, who are curious, who listen. Um, if somebody is in general really hard to win over and is like you're the one that has to effort to try and get you, them to be your friend, then I would say that's a red flag that they are probably secretly self-loathing and they're going to, I, a lot often people like that abuse you for being nice to them. So it, it's, it's hard to be friends with people who are, are very self-loathing because um, they either negate themselves and destroy themselves for you or they abuse you for being nice to them. And there are also a lot of people out there who only want to talk about themselves as a way to, to pad themselves. And then you become almost invisible because of that. It's like they don't really exist other than... Um, it, it, just to talk shit about somebody else with you. So I would say curiosity is a, it's like a building block for depth, curiosity about others, interest in other people's lives, the ability to be curious and interested in other people's lives. So think of it as like a balance. Think, think of like good conversation as uh, a balance of somebody that's very interested and then also very open. So interested in you, curious about you, open about themselves as well. Um, and next on my list, do they return volley? Do they serve? Basically, like, I'm going to use a lot of ball metaphors here, but basically watch for the moments um, of, of friendly play and, and watch if, if you're in conversation, do they boost you up or do they knock you down? Do they lob up the next ball for you to hit out? Or do you feel like they're constantly kind of hoarding or or they're selfish. This is one of those things you'll have to watch for. But you want somebody that hits things up for you and supports you and sets you up for success and helps you shine. So just recognize what is their tendency, what is the opportunity they take in that situation. Do they try and take it from you or do they serve it up to you? Number six, focus check. Basically, you want to meet some, or you want to befriend somebody that is trained on the positive. And that's just a, a, a very broad stroke question to ask yourself. Be, beware energy vampires, like people who are um, kind of focused on what's wrong, what's negative. And I say that mainly because that's going to be the majority of what you talk about with them. People who are by habit focused on what's wrong will continually talk about what's wrong. And it just can weigh on you. It can be one of those things that you're like, I don't want to be thinking about all the bad things around me. And it's just going to bring that out more in your life the more you hang out with somebody like that. It sounds superficial, but you want friends who are happy and want to make more happiness and like to make shit happen. So if you meet someone and immediately they're complaining about everything in life or they're talking about what's wrong with the place you're at, I would say that's likely what you're going to get for a majority of the relationship. Number seven, someone who matches in time and space. So I would say there are a lot of people you might befriend who are awesome, but they might not be in the same place in their life. And therefore, they might be just unavailable. For example, if you're befriending people that have new babies or, you know, three children, it's like your, your lives, you will have to be accommodating yourself to their life and their schedule. So I would say choose people who want, who are available Who can hang out who have lifestyles that you aspire to have as well and I would shop based on the best of yourself maybe your your lifestyle is not that way yet but you want it to be choose people who are already living that way who because that's just gonna bring it out more in you and you're going to you're going to plus yourself through being around them experience events that align with your best self in including when you curate people Number eight, this is a, probably the best one out of the entire list, yes and. So this is just a really quick rule of thumb for when you're in conversation. Ask yourself, are they listening to what you've said, and then are they adding to what you've said? Because a good friend never wants you to feel ashamed. They never want you to feel embarrassed. They always want you to feel safe, understood, seen, and supported, regardless of what you say. So including if you say something dumb. Like if you're like um I Black Mirror is so weird, right? They would be like, yeah, it's totally weird. I mean, some of those plots are just like I feel like they're, you know, a bunch of people that are really depressed. I, I don't know what they would say. But that's even if they don't agree with you, you want somebody that's going to yes and you because that's how you create safety in a relationship. That's also showing that they're kind and Compassionate as a human being. They don't want to ever make you feel dumb. That's the, if you're going to take one out of this list, take that one. All right, number nine, openness of heart. So basically, I, this is one I personally value. I don't know if it's necessarily, I don't know if it's necessarily necessary. Good sentence, Sarah. But basically, somebody who is, has the ability to be vulnerable and open enough to express feeling that just shows they're majorly advanced as a human being so someone can feel for you in like the moments you feel sad someone who evokes emotionally um genuinely I think that just is like such a breath of fresh air as long as they're not handing you a pile of dirty laundry you just want to know if somebody has a natural um Ability to feel feelings for you and for others in an immediate way. It just shows they're, I would say, uh, emotionally very healthy and they're, they're present with you. They're not, built, they're not behind walls. Number 10, not too close, too fast. If someone is trying to be instantly close to you and like disclosing way too much, I would say it's jumping the gun. It's like front-loading. It's, it's usually a red flag when it comes to romantic relationships, but I would just make a mental note. I want you to just notice if that's something that they're trying to do, um, and that's just a method of control. It's something that people do when they feel intensely vulnerable and they're trying to control the situation. It's coming from a place of anxiety, but it's also not healthy for the relationship itself if somebody is trying to force things to go faster than they need to. It's coming from an unhealthy place. So you can actually slow it down and, and push back. But try and take your time in getting to know each other, the normal, genuine, revealing the parts of yourself to each other in an appropriate way, fashion. And don't jump all of that. Because... um people who do that tend to feel like you're going to abandon them and then you're not going to like them. And that's partly coming often from a place of not feeling good enough. And that can bring in some other issues into the relationship where you have to take care of them a lot. And if you're the one that's doing this, then I would say listen to the previous episode, the previous audience Q and a, because that's perfect for you. Also know that you're just, you're removing your own ability to enjoy a friendship by being preoccupied in the act of controlling it so it's it's cheating yourself out of a lot of the fun part of life and I'm sure it's not something that you really enjoy and it's not something you can control it's one of those compulsions so been there myself know it's tough listen to the previous episode Um, that said if you are totally both in love instantly, that's a wild and awesome adventure. It just means you'll get to know each other a lot faster, which is great. I wouldn't resist that. I've had that before, too, where you're like, oh, my God, why have we not hung out every day since we were born? Because we're best friends immediately. And I feel like that just means you're like your maps as individuals happen to align and match up pretty well. Um, so you're kind of like spotting them from... You know, the penguin across the sea of other penguins, kind of thing. The last one I have actually no, second to last. Eleven. Someone who's got their shit together. This is one you might not want to choose or you might feel like guilty choosing, but like definitely prioritize people who have um their shit together and they're doing things that in a way that like it, demonstrate they're a responsible adult. I think one thing, one habit we often have as like people who are vulnerable and insecure and feeling like we don't have enough to give others is we tend to choose people that are a little lesser than us and then we feel more comfortable. But that's not the best way to choose friends. You want to choose people who um, you admire and you want to be their fan. You want to feel like respect for them and excited for about what they're doing and interested in what they're doing because that's just going to bring you up to your highest level. So I would say beware disclaimers. If somebody you meet is right off the bat giving you disclaimers about themselves, like oh, I have issues with, I have a really bad problem with money and I have, you know, I've always been struggling with it. <laughs> Like if they're doing that right off the bat, I would say that's a red flag and you can think of that as like bad friend grooming because Somebody who immediately disclaims all the things that are wrong with them is basically saying, expect nothing from me. This is who I am and I'm not going to change. Like, you must um, accept all of my bad behavior. And they're also not yet solved in their personal growth. So I feel like you've got a teaspoon of this, and if you have a teaspoon of this in yourself, I would say highlight that instinct. Know that that's something you tend to do and work on that so that you don't bring that into your friendships. Because that's an instinct that comes from insecurity and you deliberately want to choose your friendships based on your own best attributes and your highest aspirations. Because that's how you continue to grow, which is what's healthy, healthiest for you and your future friends. I used to have that feeling of like, no one gets me, I'm alone, no one's lived what I've lived. And I was really closed off to people who made idle small talk. Like I felt very alienated by it. And then I realized once um, I got a lot more emotionally healthy that it was my problem, not everyone else's. And I would say the majority of the people out there you will meet have been through probably pretty gnarly stuff. So just know that as a rule of thumb, and you will undoubtedly have lots of overlap if you spark to somebody because it's a a sign you have shared experience um, and your maps align. So just don't lead with that. There's no reason to lead with the bad stuff. Lead with the good. And the last on my list is compassion. I think that's a really important trait in anybody you bring into your life. And as just a trick, I would say watch how they treat waiters. If you guys are out at a restaurant or wherever it is, watch how they treat a busboy or some some other stranger. Um, and it's just a quick way to understand whether or not. They are a compassionate person and I would say don't judge them if they have like just gone off of a shift and they have had not no food all day or something like that. But, um, that's just a good rule of thumb. Like, are they a a kind person? I make a habit of surrounding myself with kind people because, um, that's something I want to bring out more in myself and kind people make the best kind of friends So as for, Heather, your particular situation, for the relaxing while socializing, I would say that'll get easier with time, but at the start, it will be kind of like an exercise for you, for sure. Kind of like walking briskly while getting to know others. So it's like you have to try a little bit harder. Um, But I would say that's actually a really good way to get to know people. I often ask people to hang out on hikes for this exact reason, because it's one way to just remove... Uh, anxiety from the equation and one way to remove alcohol from the equation so if you do happen to end up in an environment where others are drinking and uh you're feeling self-conscious know that it'll only but it's only you that's gonna feel awkward not them it's not an important factor for anyone else so just feel free to not bring it up or think about it or focus on it like it's not like something you have to be like by the way I have several friends who don't drink and i often forget about it just because it's not relevant to me at all ever for whatever that's worth i think it's only important in how you feel nobody else so as far as some tools for you in the moments of building friends i have a couple um for some reason very sugar based <laughs> a couple of these are very sugar based tools uh okay the first one i'm calling nana's wildflower seeds so my nana, my Korean grandma, made these really big bags of wildflower seeds for us when we were younger, and I would wait too long to plant them. Um so they were dr- they dried out, but I ended up just because I didn't want to waste them, I would just sprinkle them all over the place, anywhere, like on the sidewalk and the yard and anywhere. Um and so I wanted to do this as a pervasive a pervasive habit. Wherever you are, sprinkle wildflower seeds. If you're in line for the bathroom, talk to the people in the line for the bathroom. Say something funny. If you're out and about and you're, you know, in an elevator, if you think something funny, say it aloud. There are so many moments when you could say something to a stranger or someone you're not familiar with, and we choose not to. But always choose to. That's just my rule of thumb. If I have an opportunity to deliver a compliment, if I have an opportunity to deliver a tiny little laugh about what's happening, it just builds closeness and it opens up tiny little wildflowers of opportunity. And um, you could just, you'll see what pops up. You'll get a little bit more, you'll grow more familiar with yourself and you'll also just get more comfortable with, I would say, your vibe as a happy person. It's like practice. And you can also find new friendships that way pretty easily. The next tool I have for you, I'm calling face movies. So um, when you're out and about in a place where you're full of strangers, think of yourself as kind of a walking movie. And you want to think about what, who you are portraying with your face even when you're the only one that knows what you look like at, at a given time. So you want to think to yourself, am I somebody who is totally happy all the time? Am I in a positive mind state, mindset and chill? Or am I kind of anxious and in, like stuck in my phone? So I would say as a random tool... It's helpful to just to smile more than you feel is necessary, like a Mona Lisa smile, a very subtle smile as a state of being. It just helps the internal state more than anything else. But it also, if you have a resting state of smiling, it's like people who glance around the room, they just experience you as a a kind of happy, confident person. Um, So think of it as like your your resting face is as though you just heard a funny joke or you're replaying a funny story in your own mind. Um, Even when you're just idly looking at nothing, if you're watching the TV in the corner of the restaurant or if you're trying to get the waiter's attention, whatever it is, you just have a casual smile. And um, you might feel weird at first, but you'll get used to it. The next tool, get right to the nougat or the caramel, whatever candy bar you like. So when you get into a conversation with somebody, let's say it's a coworker, somebody you, you don't know very well, and you want to potentially build the relationship into a, a deeper level, I would say start with something from the Nougat Center, aka you code the conversation by saying, let's get beyond what's cool or what's superficial by sharing something about yourself that is more about who you are. For example, a story about when you were little, or a story about, your mom's gulag recipe or something that fills in a little bit of the color in the gray area of who you are. Um, And a nice person will acknowledge that as like a genuine self-disclosure and they will yes and you. And a person who is not interested or maybe is too vulnerable themselves will probably not push further. But I would say this helps you leap past bullshit and like shit talking Which is, I think, a really common way people try and build intimacy is hating on other things. It's just not helpful. Um, So, yeah, tell a personal anecdote. Something that it just skips a lot of, as I said, bullshit. The next tool I have for you is called don't let the cookies spoil. So if you've got a cookie, for God's sake, give it to somebody or eat it yourself. It's a tragedy to let it spoil. Uh, And I think that's just a good way to remember how to go about your day or your evening, um, no matter where you are. This is just a state of being thing. If you think something nice about somebody, say it. If you think someone's hair is cute, say it. If you uh, think, oh, that person's like 10 feet behind me, but I should probably hold the door, hold it. Whatever that nice thought is, do it. Give it out. And just, I know a lot of the time it's like, do it, should I? I feel awkward. I don't know. Timing's kind of off. Just free yourself. Make it a rule. I'm always going to say it. Give that cookie away. I hope those help. And before I close, I want to thank my latest sponsors. Chris, thank you so much. You made such a generous donation, and I'm so, so grateful. Also, Seren. You made a monthly don- You made became a monthly donor. I'm so grateful to you. Thank you so much. And anybody listening, if you have the means, donations are really helpful um, for me keeping the show going. And uh, if you don't have the means, then a review on iTunes is supremely helpful, or even a star rating on iTunes, or just a heart on SoundCloud. Whatever you can manage, I appreciate. So uh, yeah, get out there. Make friends. And if you are, if you're coming from the place that's genuine and um, being just authenticity is just the most powerfully attractive ingredient in the world. So if you're just going out there and being yourself at your very hardest, your people are going to love the shit out of you. That's all I have to say. Uh, Because we need it. There's too much. Superficiality in this world. I would say one of the casualties of uh, the internet and in just social media is authenticity and in person vulnerability. So try your very hardest to be uh, as genuinely you, and I think you will find others who are desperately looking for your company. I know I am always looking for that. I hope this helps you, and if anyone else has a request, please reach out, and I'll do my best. And don't forget to smile.